Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson. Glad to have you with me today. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. Right now, the vote happening. It's underway in the U.S. House of Representatives to see if Jim Jordan has what it takes to become Speaker of the House. Right now, it is uh, Jordan 41, Jeffries 43, uh, others too. Let's just tune in live here and give you some sound from the floor of the house. Davids of Kansas. Jeffries. Davidson. Jordan. Davis of Illinois. Jeffries. Davis of North Carolina, Jeffries. Dean of Pennsylvania, Jeffries. DeGette, Jeffries. De La Cruz, Jordan. And that's how it's going to go for some time. They're only in the D's. They got a long way to go. Now, we got to switch gears. I do want to move our focus overseas. President Biden goes to Israel tomorrow. I have a question. Are y'all really ready for this? Have you steeled yourselves for what's coming? Historically, Hamas runs a very successful playbook. Here's what happens every time Israel engages Hamas. Members of the media run out and say, what about the poor, innocent Palestinians? Happens every damn time. Hamas is the elected political leadership of the Palestinian territory of Gaza. The people of the Palestinian territory of Gaza elected Hamas their leadership, knowing Hamas's goal stated in their political charter right now. Right now, Hamas believes in the eradication of Israel and the Jewish people. That's Hamas's stated goal currently. Hamas's stated goal is not to provide for the people of Palestinian territory. It's not to provide good government. It's not to provide resources. It's not to provide education. It's not to provide security. It's not to provide jobs or food. Its job, its stated goal, is the eradication of Israel and the Jewish people. That is Hamas's goal. And the Palestinian people put Hamas in charge knowing that. And what has Hamas done since? To maximize casualties in order to win a PR battle, Hamas builds its weapons in schools and hospitals and mosques. It builds its weapons in highly congested urban areas. So if Israel blows up a weapons depot in Hamas territory, they're blowing up something in the middle of a city and it gets lots of innocent people killed. On top of that, The reporters who work in Gaza have to be approved by Hamas. 
So when the BBC or MSNBC or the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation rushes a reporter in to show the wounded and the dead in Gaza, they're using someone who is certified to be a Hamas propagandist, and they don't tell you on television. They don't tell you that that uh, Abdul Ali of the BBC, Hamas knows where his mother and father and brothers and sisters and children all live. And if he screws up, they're all dead. He doesn't tell you that. He doesn't tell you that he's pro-Hamas and also a hostage and that his family will die if he says anything that might be useful to Israel. He doesn't say that. The network doesn't say that. But that's commonly what happens. Did you know that? I bet you didn't, but it's the God's honest truth. The president of the United States has told Israel, you should eradicate Hamas. What they did was awful. 1,400 plus Israeli citizens dead. Today, they interviewed a doctor performing body identification. The charred remains of a man. As they worked to try to find recoverable DNA, they realized it wasn't just the man, but also the man's child. Tightly gripping, hugging, in the fetal position, his child. They were burned alive together. Their bodies fused carbon to carbon as they burned. You shouldn't have to see it. You shouldn't have to think about it, but that's what happened. And Hamas is going to drag the cameras in to Gaza and make sure everyone sees every dead Palestinian and says, why is Israel doing this? And their goal is to make you forget due to the horror of war, you have the attention span of a goldfish, to forget what provoked this. They want you to ignore that Hamas started this. They want you to pretend that what Hamas did was not nearly so bad as what the Jews are doing in response, as what the Israelis are doing, because all these people are in an urban area, but they're in an urban area that Hamas will allow them to leave because Hamas believes it gets international blessing and favor when there's a mass casualty event, because the world loves to blame Israel anyway, loves to blame the Jews, loves to hate the Jews, loves to love the Palestinians. You have a sympathetic press corps to the Palestinians. You have sympathetic world governments to the Palestinians, and the bigger the body count, the better it is for Hamas, because then that forces the world to bring pressure to bear on Israel to cut it out. If you want to cut it out, you got to get rid of Hamas. You want to get rid of Hamas, you got to exterminate them. You want to exterminate them, you have to go into Gaza. You go into Gaza, there's going to be a mass casualty event. There's no other way to stop Hamas. And if you do not stop Hamas, you will not stop the cycle of violence that led to a father and his child being fused together in a carbon mass because Hamas burned their bodies. Are you ready for this? 
Do you have the stomach for what's coming? I want to prepare you in advance. You, the people of the United States and the world, are about to be subject to an amazing PR campaign run by Hamas designed to get Israel to stop getting rid of Hamas. You, the people of the United States of America and the world, are going to be subjected to a sustained PR push echoed by members of the media that is put on by pro-Hamas sympathizers and reporters from Gaza who are on Hamas's payroll working for international news organizations designed to show what Israel is doing in the worst possible light to make it look like Israel is engaged in crimes against humanity and that Israel's response is disproportionate to what Hamas did given the death toll. And they will not tell you Hamas arranged for the death toll. They will not tell you that Hamas arranged for its weapons labs to be in schools and hospitals and mosques. They will not tell you Hamas refused to allow people to leave. They will not tell you that Hamas is dispersed within the population to maximize casualties when Israel comes after them. Hamas will do everything possible to get favorable media sympathetic coverage and make people say, oh, Israel, they're so mean, they're so bad. Look at what they're doing to the poor Palestinians. And they will encourage you to forget about the 1,400 Israelis dead. They will force you to forget about the decapitated babies who they already say didn't even happen. Never mind there were pictures. Never mind there were eyewitnesses. Never mind the reporters who saw it for themselves. Hamas has told you, and many of you already believe, it did not happen, even though it did. Hamas will use social media influencers on the left and the right to vilify the Jewish people. Hamas will use reporters at CNN and MSNBC and the BBC and the New York Times and the Washington Post every major media outlet they possibly can to show the horrors of what Israel has done and please pay no attention to the horrors of what Hamas did to provoke a response. Are you prepared for what's coming? Do you have the stomach to stand on the side of good versus evil? And when they complicate it to negate the moral clarity Are you going to be willing to stand firm and say this is awful and it would not be had Hamas not killed 1,400 people? This is awful and it would not be if Hamas allowed people to flee. This is awful and it would not be if Hamas did not set up shop in urban areas to design to maximize casualties if Israel responds. Will you have the stomach to stand up and say, this is not Israel's fault, this is Hamas's fault? Will you have the stomach? Because this is the well-worn playbook that Hamas uses time and time again, and every time it seems to work, every time they seem to get all these people to say, oh, poor pitiful people of Gaza who voted for Hamas and put them in power, oh, poor pitiful people of Gaza who Hamas Hamas uses his human shields. Oh, poor pitiful people of Gaza who fund Hamas. Oh, poor pitiful people of Gaza who won't stand up to Hamas. Oh, poor pitiful people of Gaza who cheer on Hamas when they kill the Jews around the world. Oh, poor pitiful people. How could Israel do this to you? How could Israel do it? They could do it in response to a terrorist organization. Major media outlets in this country and around the world refuse to even call a terrorist outlet. Hamas is a terror outlet. They're not a militia. 
They're not a government movement. They are a terrorist group in charge of territory. They're worse than ISIS because the people of Gaza put them in charge. Y'all, are you prepared for it? Do you have the stomach for it? When you see the well-orchestrated PR campaign and the pictures and the horror of Gaza, will you remember the 40 beheaded babies? When you see the dead children of Gaza pulled out of rubble, will you remember it's because Hamas put their rocket launching facility in their school? When you see the women in the street screaming, rolling on the ground, sorrow and mourning because their children have been killed by Israelis. Will you remember Hamas cut a child out of a woman's womb while she was still living and then shot her in the head and killed her infant out of her stomach? Will you remember that? When you see the man in Gaza crying because all of his sons have died, will you remember his sons aligned themselves with a terrorist regime that went into Israel and killed sons and fathers and burned them alive? Are you prepared for what's coming? Do you have the stomach to withstand the scenes that will be designed to maximize your sympathy for a terrorist regime and the people who put it in power? There are innocent Gazans. There are innocent Palestinians. Israel has asked them to flee. Hamas has demanded they stay. When what is coming comes and they die, who will you blame? The Israelis who told them to leave or Hamas that made them stay? The Israelis who unprovoked were mass murdered by Hamas or Hamas who committed the mass murder? On whose side will you stand? You can't say no side. Some of you want to say no side. No side is also a side, and that's standing on the side of Hamas. That's what Hamas prefers you to do, is say, I refuse to get into this. I refuse to get my hands dirty. I refuse to make a moral judgment. In so doing, you've made the moral judgment to stand with Hamas. You can nuance it all you want. You can sleep well at night knowing you're purer than thou by refusing to get your hands dirty, but your hands are covered in blood. You've stood on the side of Hamas. You've fallen for their PR campaign. You've fallen for their high-minded neutrality. Hamas mass-murdered our allies. They mass-murdered more than 30 Americans, some of whom they still hold hostage. And you're going to sleep well at night, say, not my problem. It will become your problem. You will be made to care. The question is, whose side will you care for? The PR campaign orchestrated by Hamas or the Israelis who responded to an unprovoked evil campaign against them. You got to choose people, even if you don't want to. You will be made to care, even on this issue. I got about a minute here, so stand by on the phones. 877-973-7425. Breaking news. Jim Jordan has been denied the speakership of the House of Representatives. They are still voting on the floor of the House. Jeffries. Doesn't matter, though. 13 Jordan. Republicans have voted against Jordan. He Never. could only lose three. Jeffries. What's really notable, the vote right no. now stands 140 to 133, Jordan Jeffries, but there have been 13 votes, most for Kevin McCarthy, a couple for Steve Scalise, Kay Granger of Texas, 
the biggest defection. That's the chair of the Appropriations Committee. This is the first time in a long time the chairman of a committee has voted against the uh, majority's preference for speaker. Kate Granger having none of it. In fact, most of them, uh, the Appropriations Committee, uh, Appropriations Committee members of the GOP are opposed to McCarthy or opposed to Jordan and all the Republicans from Long Island. Mike Lawler just voted. Lawler is against uh, Jim Jordan as well. This is this is um, brutal for Jordan. Uh, so far, we've got through in the votes. You got uh, Bacon, Chavez, Dreamer, uh, Desp- uh, Desposito, Diaz, Blart, Elsie, uh, Garbarino, Jimenez, Gonzalez, Granger, Kelly, Kiggins, Lalota, Lawler. Um, they're all, that's four, uh, 13 defections now. He cannot become speaker with that many defections. Kevin McCarthy now just voting for Jim Jordan. Stamps.com can save you some money. If you're a business that does a lot of shipping, uh, I ship a lot. I've used Stamps.com since I was a lawyer. I mean, back when they started, they've been around for 25 years, and I've been using them for most of that time. With the rise of the Internet, it was such a genius idea. Print postage. Now you ship packages. You can save up to 84% off post office and UPS rates. You can arrange pickup at your office so you never even have to go stand in line. You avoid the weights. You avoid the lines. You get the best rates. You can find the cheapest options. You can find the uh, fastest options. You can save money and you can get your packages taken care of with stamps.com. And the best thing is there's no contract to sign. There's no long-term commitment. Over a million businesses, including mine, use stamps.com. You sign up today with code Eric for a special offer. It includes a four-week trial, free postage, a free digital scale, no long-term commitments, no contracts. You go to stamps.com, you click on the microphone, and you put in my first name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K, Stamps.com, click on the mic, put in Eric, get the special deal, get the free digital scale, no long-term commitment, no contract. Stamps.com. Now up to 15, including a couple of people who said they would vote for Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan has lost the speakership. Uh, Perhaps uh, they can cut some deals and get some of these votes. Kate Granger, though, the Appropriations Committee chairwoman, she has refused to vote for him. That's pretty startling. No one expected that. Mike Simpson, who said he would vote for Jordan, has come out and voted against him, voting for Steve Scalise. Safety in numbers. The more that number grows, the more likely there are no's. And we're now at 15. The Jordan team expected six on the first ballot. This makes a pretty big, big, difficult, um, maybe insurmountable challenge for him to become speaker. We're watching this unfold today. 877-973-7425 is the number. I want to take some phone calls before I get into the next part. Uh, let me start with Jim. Welcome to the show, Jim. How are you? I'm fine. Can you hear me? I can. Good. Uh, first, I want to uh, thank you for bringing such great clarity to difficult and complex issues. Uh, I listen to you as often as I can. I had two thank questions. Uh, one, why does the... United States, and then presumably this is Congress, continue to pay foreign aid to enemies, Afghanistan, Syria, Palestine, just to name a few. And the second question, maybe more relevant, is what month and year do you believe that Iran will have a deliverable nuclear bomb? Oh, um, let, let me deal with the first one first, and, and that is why. Um, 
the the Biden administration in particular, and this has more to do with with the Democrats and the Republicans who tend to do it more often. Uh, they really do believe that they can buy some level of peace. It's a very naive view on their part, but they really do believe it. They believe that if they send foreign aid to countries like Gaza or uh, to Iran, Gaza not really a country or territory, that somehow they can they they can win friends, buy friends, influence people. They they can't. It's absurd, but that's what they want to do. And Congress needs to step in and deal with this. On Iran and the nuke, I suspect it's going to be another year or two. I don't know a precise timeline, but the way it's going with the naivete, willful naivete of the Biden administration, uh, I, I suspect that you're going to see Iran with a nuclear weapon. And that's going to be bad for everyone because Iran genuinely believes as a as a nation state that they have the power to bring on the apocalypse. And that's what they want to do, which is why they don't need a bomb. They are not rational actors in the Western sense. Uh, Craig, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. It's been a while since I called in. Um, prayers for you and Christy and your family, by the way. Thanks very much. Uh, yeah, your commentary on the Hamas PR campaign is coming. Made me think of the old adage, uh, evil triumphs when good men and women stand by and do nothing. And uh, as our fellow Christians out there consider their position on this issue, I'd suggest that they consult their Bible and read Exodus chapter 23, verses 21 through 25 before they make their final decisions. So I'll hang up and, and listen to your, your response. Listen, uh, Craig, I, I, I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate the kind words. Y'all, we've, you do have to make a response. And, and Craig, I, I, I want to I take Chuck's call before I get specifically to your point because I was going to talk about that. Uh, more so uh, as a monologue. So just bear with me. Let me get to, to Chuck's call. Chuck, welcome to the program. Hey, Eric, long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, every time I hear talk about proportionality, I think about what Japan did to Pearl Harbor. Was anybody in America thinking proportionality? No, we, we wanted to do whatever it took, and ultimately then we, you know, we jumped the, dumped the atomic bomb on them um, to win. To win. That, that's the whole point. Um, the second thing I want to talk about was in, in the bigger picture, you know, Hamas was um, up in Moscow not too long ago, and they admitted this was a plan for about a year. So do you think that really there's a long-term plan to get uh, Russia, uh, China together and, and, and for something to happen and, and to take over Taiwan in, in addition to before we get a new president, hopefully? Look, I, I, I think there is a coordinated campaign, and, and we're seeing this between – uh, between Israel and or between between Iran, between China, between Russia, with Hamas and Hezbollah and other entities as well. Absolutely, there is an alignment, realignment, an axis growing in the world. They do want to reshape the world. I mean, here's a, Iran wants to end Israel to wipe out Israel. China wants to wipe out Taiwan. Russia wants to wipe out Ukraine. There are a lot of Americans who want to sit on the sidelines and pick and choose which ones we want to help or not help at all. They're, they're all interrelated. Uh, you, you, you can try to nuance it if you want, but ultimately you can't because these countries won't. They're, they're not going to stop until they get their way. It is a deeply destructive thing that they're doing, deeply destructive. We're now up to 16 no's against Jim Jordan, all the Republicans. Jeffries is at 211. Jim Jordan is at 199. Jeffries is approaching 218. If he gets there, he becomes speaker. That's not going to happen, we don't think. We suspect not. 
but Jordan in particular is not going to become Speaker of the House the way this is shaping up. Now, I, I got to talk about something that is bothering me greatly. When Jesus of Nazareth was before Pontius Pilate and referenced himself as, as the truth, Pontius Pilate says, what is truth? Pontius Pilate was the first postmodernist, refusing to recognize truth, refusing to believe things he did not want to believe. There is a disturbing trend out there on the left and the right of people unwilling to believe even their eyes. I need you to know what is the truth, and some of you listening if this clip goes on social media in particular, some of you on social media will flat out deny it. We don't just have pictures from the Israeli government of the atrocities that Hamas committed. Hamas live-streamed executions. What's so wild here is that Israel has provided us documentary evidence of what Hamas did. Hamas live-streamed its executions. And there are Americans with social media accounts who deny it. Hamas does not deny it. Israel does not deny it. But a fringe group of Americans who are very vocal says, it didn't happen. Like the decapitated babies, there are eyewitnesses, there are reporters who saw it from the French press and others. There are Israeli soldiers who saw it. But without the actual pictures of the actual dead babies, you have Americans in the press in particular saying it didn't happen. Except we also have pictures of the burned bodies, the charred remains of the bodies, and you have Americans on social media saying, no, that's, that's AI, that's not real. There was a picture the other day of a bloody room. And there was a coloring book in the middle of the floor. Surrounding the coloring book was blood everywhere. It was a child's room where Hamas killed a child. Blood everywhere. Blood on the book. The blood was smeared and the blood looked kind of pink. And there was a uh, conservative activist online who said, blood's not pink. That's, that, that's photoshopped. Never mind literally the pool, undeniably red pool of blood in the room. Uh, not real, can't be true. What is going on? When I was a kid, I read scripture, the revelations, the Antichrist. How could people be duped into following the Antichrist? How could people believe that this guy was Jesus? I see now. Scripture warns in the end times that people will want their ears tickled and their itches scratched. And that's what's happening. People don't care about the truth because they don't want to confront the truth. They want their truth because their truth simplifies the world for them. Think about the people who are convinced that Benjamin Netanyahu knew an attack was coming and gave a stand-down order because he wanted to perpetuate his power. Charlie Kirk from Turning Point USA. 
His group has had a number of people come out, influencers of his group and employees of his group, who have engaged in in deep anti-Semitism, quoting white supremacists, among others. Kirk, for his part, came out and said that, well, actually, what's happening is Netanyahu essentially is his, he believes Netanyahu gave a stand-down order, that he knew it was going to happen, and, but he wanted to preserve power and, and thought an attack could help him preserve power. It was, it was maddening to hear someone say that. There are others who are convinced that the Mossad and the CIA knew it was coming and they did nothing. Part of this is is Kirk wants to be to Trump's right on attacking Netanyahu. He doesn't want to be in, in Trump's wrong. Trump criticized Netanyahu, so he wants to criticize Netanyahu. But what a lot of it is, is people who, one, they can't accept the depravity of humanity. And two, they prefer to believe the conspiracy because it makes them sleep better at night. This attack, no one saw it coming. There were hints about 24 hours ahead of time that something was coming, but no one really understood what it was. People will sleep better at night believing Mossad and the CIA knew it was coming and didn't do anything about it than to think that Hamas could pull off a surprise attack like this because Hamas is the bad guy. They're terrorists. They shouldn't be able to do it. So clearly someone knew it. It's why so many people rushed to 9-11 was an inside job. It's not that they thought that the American government would do it, but it made more sense to them and simplified the situation to think that America must have done it itself than that terrorists could attack the United States. You sleep better at night knowing your government's a monster than thinking there are monsters out there who could get you without the government knowing about it. And there are people who wish to not believe the truth because it's easier for them to not believe the truth than to exercise discretion, discernment, and judgment by knowing the truth. It's far easier for progressives in the media to deny the beheaded babies were a real thing than it is to condemn Hamas, which they view as the oppressed side of this. And it's far better for many people on social media to deny the extent of Hamas's horror because in doing so, they get clicks, they get traffic, they get revenue by denying it. Professional contrarians, some of these people, they're not actually anti-Semites. They're just professional contrarians, and they make money off their contrary views, and people want to buy the contrary views. But a lot of it has to do with something very simple. People very simply wish to block out evil. They prefer conspiracies to truth because they sleep better at night. And they prefer to deny the truth of the violence and horror of Hamas because it makes it easier for them to stand up and say Israel's actions are unjustified or Americans' commitments to Israel are unjustified. It makes it easier for them to take a contrary position by denying the truth. They sleep better at night. Some of them get more money. At some point, people have to grow up. The world is descending into madness and violence. And you can hold on to your childish ways and your mythologies. You can continue to believe that Apollo drives a chariot across the sky carrying the sun on his back all day, but it doesn't make it so. And you can continue to believe the pictures are not real and are, and 
artificially intelligence generated. You can continue to believe that Hamas didn't do what it did. You can continue to believe that to sleep well at night in your naivete and innocence and your willingness to avoid having to confront evil, or you can just actually confront the evil. But in a world that prioritizes people generating their truth as opposed to the truth, we're going to continue to have more of this. And the question I have for you, my listeners, I love y'all. But are you ready to recognize that there is actual truth, not just your truth, not just my truth? I have a, a, a cup. It's it's what we send out to to shows. It's got it's a Yeti tumbler. Put my coffee in it on one side. It has my show logo and on the back side. It says truth matters most. And in this day and age, the, the truth matters most. There are a lot of people out there who claim to be believers right now who want to believe the lies. They want to believe the violence didn't happen. They want to believe the horror didn't happen. They want to believe the blood isn't real. They want to believe the babies kept their heads. They want to believe Hamas did not do what Hamas did. Truth matters most, not your truth, not my truth, the truth. You will one day meet your maker. The question you will have to answer, hopefully, before that time is, do you believe the truth or the lie? Your maker says he is the truth, and if he is the truth, there's absolute truth. And the absolute truth is that Hamas is full of monsters who are able to sneak into Israel and behead babies and kill and rape women and shoot Holocaust survivors in the head, and they live-streamed it. They want you to believe it. Israel wants you to believe it, and your willingness to not believe it is your willingness to succumb to your own sin and evil internally to deny the reality of evil. And one of the most evil things on planet Earth is for people to deny evil is real. Even when it helps you sleep better at night, which is why so many people are doing it. Now, I got to tell you before I get to hear about Vision Computer and their great deal for you. If you're buying a computer, you need a laptop or a desktop computer, Vision can build you your computer for you and then can save you money when Vision serves as your tech support. So think of you, small businessman out there. I'm th- I'm talking to you right now. You got a small business. You got 20 employees. Still a small business. You got good revenue. You need a computer for each of your employees. And gosh, you got to be the IT guy because you can't afford to hire an IT guy with these other 20 employees. Let Vision take care of it for you. They can build your laptops and desktops for you and your employees. They can help you with them. And then they can serve as tech support. So Vision, literally your secretary, your assistant, the guy down the hall running payroll has a computer problem. They call Vision faster than you get a Google uh, notification of what's wrong with your computer. Vision answers the phone 15 seconds or less, quicker than a Google search for what's going on. And Vision takes care of the computer. You never have to walk down the hall and be IT for your employees. Vision does it. You can do this for your home or your office. You can get the computers built. You can get the computer service with Vision. If you don't have Vision computers, but you want their tech support, for a low annual fee, they'll be your tech support too. Visioncomputers.com is the website. Visioncomputers.com or 404-COMPUTE. Well, there you have it. Uh, no one has gotten enough votes to become Speaker of the House. Ultimately became 20 Republicans voting against Jordan. Now, what's notable here is that we knew there were 20 opponents. But behind the scenes, most of the Republicans, even Jordan's opponents, believed it was really only six that Many of those 20 were just, it was performance. It wasn't real. Turned out to be real. Turned out to be real. Jordan will not be Speaker of the House. He's going to have to go back behind closed doors and see what he can do to cut some deals to become Speaker, or they're going to have to move on. 
Uh, he may not be able to get it. Conservatives spit mad today. They expected Jordan to do it, and there's no name forthcoming for who could be it otherwise. So we'll, we'll see. Stay tuned. Now, i got to tell you about Omaha Steaks. It is their semi-annual sale. If you go to omahasteaks.com, you put Eric in as your promo code at checkout. You get 30 extra dollars off your already unbelievable savings with their semi-annual sale, 50% site-wide. Minimum order applies on this. Let me tell you, how many companies do you know of that have been around for over 100 years still delivering great product and great customer service? Omaha Steaks has been around since 1917. Uh, the family immigrated in 1917, made their way to Omaha, Nebraska. They were fleeing religious persecution. They got to Nebraska. They got off the train. They stayed. They started doing stakes uh, for train service coming through Nebraska. People started asking for their stakes, and they began a, a frozen business on the train, shipping uh, stakes to people who had been on the train. Then they started in the 50s, a mail order business. They've been doing it since the 50s. It's amazing. They give you satisfaction guarantees. So if you're not happy, they want to make you happy because they want you to be a lifetime customer of Omaha Steaks. Their bacon wrap fillets, the New York strips, the shrimp that you get, the lobster, it's all incredible. It's all available. OmahaSteaks.com, 50% off right now at checkout. Use Eric as your promo code. Get an extra $30 off the already unbelievable savings.